Welcome to Living Truthfully. My name is Amani Maranga. This has been a difficult week for our country. Merchants of death visited our country and disrupted our way of life in what is now known as the Riverside Attack. For those who lost loved ones and those who are nursing injuries and trauma, we stand with you. For our security forces who valiantly put their lives on the line so that justice can remain our shield and defender, we salute you. For the many men and women who supported and are still supporting our recovery process, thank you. Cowardly acts of terror have been met with bravery and unity because we are one nation under God, one people, one creed, one Kenya. We are unbowed. In the previous episode of Living Truthfully, I started a conversation with Dr. Oscar Githua, a forensic psychologist, about the genesis of some of my patterns and what he calls cycles. The conversation continues now from when I meet my biological father for the first time. Then when, you're, when you finish high school, you when, you, when, when you're 18, yes. rather, yes. you meet him. Uh, yes, I did. And how was that like? So, it was as a result of a fight I had with my mom. Mm. And I just cleared high school. It was the gap year. Yeah. Before you know where, they, where you're going to go, Campo. Mm. I was studying computers at a college in Buru, in Buruburu. And I, I don't, I, well, I remember the genesis of the fight. But anyway, we have this fight. Yeah. And I tell my mother, if I knew my dad, you'd not be treating me like this. <laughs> and she gives me his phone number. Oh, wow. She's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it. so here I have it. Yeah. You think they, here I yeah. have it. So I get this phone number of a landline yeah. house phone number. Yeah. And then I don't know what to do with it. Because this is it. I mean, that my entire life's search has come to this head now. To these digits. And what yeah. do I do? I didn't have a phone at home. Mm. There was a phone booth right outside my house. If you're a millennial, Google phone booth. <laughs> Not the movie, but it will give you a, a, a structure that you, you can look at. <laughs> Piece of equipment. Yeah. <laughs> But then at the time, there was that phenomenon that had also started called uh, phone bureaus. Yes. So the phone bureaus were where you could use somebody else's landline to yes. make a call and they sort of meet at the call. And That's right. You you, you pay for It's the almost time. the same concept Safaricom had for Simia Jamie. Yes, for Simia Jamie. Which is, like, which, yeah, like, which is like, an entirely new... St- that's a story on my career, by the way. Simia <laughs> Jamie is somewhere in my career. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to make... I'll go to make this phone call mm-hmm. to... Now, you know, my dad and I, I decided not to use the phone booth because I don't want my minutes to end and then that phone is cut. So I go to the bureau and I, which is not too far from mm-hmm. my house and I make the call and he picks up. Wow. And I say, my name is Amani, Amani Maranga. I'm hoping that he recognizes the second name. Yes. And he says, I know who you 
you are. And I ask him and and he asked me how did you get my number? And I tell him my mom gave it to me. And I tell him I'd like to meet him. Yeah. And so we set up a meeting for I think it was probably a couple of weeks because he travels a lot. Yes. And so <laughs> and then we set up this meeting. The story of that meeting is a is a movie on its own mm. because he was late. Um I was he was to come where I was doing my college in Buruburu shopping yeah. center. Yeah. I I left class early to meet the guy. Mm. I waited. I think I was supposed to meet at 1. I must have left at 12:30. Yeah. I waited until 3. Wow. And then I decided to go home and I realized when I figured he's not coming. Wow. So I started walking home. I we lived in Donom yeah. and so there were two ways you could walk. Mm. either through a market called Mtindwa yes Mtindwa uh, and into Omoja to mm. Donom or I could walk through Buruburu mm-hmm. all the way to like Buruburu High School mm. cross the road into the onto Jogoro and walk mm. back to Donom mm. now that's a much longer route of course but I figured if he's coming mm. that's the route he was going to come use, through yes and so I decided to walk on that route mm. watching oncoming traffic wow trying to figure out if the person in that car is my father i've never met him i don't even have an image yes of how he looks like and i start walking and i'm looking to every car that's on coming and when we got to face four this uh rav four it's blue rav four mm-hmm. uh, has a man and a woman and the man and i we lock eyes and then he stops wow. and he gets out of the car and asks me are you money and that was him Wow. It was him and his wife. Wow. And so that's how I met my dad and we <laughs> went back to Buru shopping center. He bought me chips. We sat in the car and we we spoke. I hated that he came with his wife. Of course. Uh because I felt like that sort of yeah, set yeah. boundaries. I respected it though yeah. because it showed that he had nothing to hide. Yes. Yeah, I think that was the first time I realized that I don't know how this was going to go. What had been happening to you man is that throughout your teenage years as you're angry at your mom for not introducing you to your father blocking you you he was becoming bigger every day he had become the anti-hero and and he was becoming this bigger bigger larger than life person larger than life the first thing that humanizes him and disappoints you is he comes to it's two hours later than when you're supposed to be meeting mm. hasn't said it you don't know mm. then you start walking remember you're young mm. you're hope is alive you're looking through mm, the cars you're mm. whatever and some miraculous thing happens you meet you see him mm. he sees his wife the second point of deflation is oh my goodness he has another life and here's another thing amani for you and it's about to set context mm. your whole life had revolved around your father in a teenage way mm. it's true but his had not revolved around you that is such a profound setup for what is to happen later so remember that bank we talked about mm. deposit that one the hat bank the pain bank the pain bank deposit that one that mm. was probably you know like the days when you deposit 5k mm. that days when you deposit 500k mm. this one is 500k half a mic this is half a mic of pain yes wow. because it's expectation so you had elevated him to level 70 80 then he comes in at level 20 mm. 
as the most man man <laughs> with all with all fallibilities of of, of a man you. like the ones i have today yeah and and you see the, the the interesting thing and i want your listeners to understand something about parents but parents are superheroes to their children mm. and therefore what protects our childhood most of the times is our ability that's why superhero movies do so well mm. because kids understand kids relate to that mm. at a subconscious level mm. i'm watching iron man and i'm watching superman but i actually live with him mm. so there's nothing that your movie is telling me it's just that this iron man of yours has better gadgets mm. better mm. but the one i live with is my is a real iron man is a real iron man cuz i mean in nairobi <laughs> where are you gonna see a guy flying through the sky so uh, i think i was iron man to my kids and then now they don't like my jokes anymore so i'm now I'm iron man without good jokes that's it <laughs> and, and and but you see that's the thing it's that you know we're still building and we're building and we're building we're building this is a money and a money is 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 built from this amazing fabric you've gone to amazing schools you've done all these things but then you're carrying this bank mm the pain bank the pain bank that you've deposited in hey. Hey. it's getting heavy yeah i'm just thinking if i could withdraw from it and translate that to mpesa <laughs> <laughs> i'd be i'd be bowling out of control the gdp of kenya would you turn would, into would the gdp change, of japan but it would so quickly because of all of us and especially yeah. if i just talk about men and i know women have a lot of pain i don't discredit that at all mm. but a lot of men are walking around with our pain banks that we've deposited into consistently years after years after year after year decade after decade after decade and you have never withdrawn or you withdraw and when you withdraw it's ugly and it looks like alcoholism it looks like depression it looks like domestic violence it looks like infidelity it looks like corruption it looks like not being it looks like not being honest it looks like being a corman it looks like trying to one up every man it looks like stealing people's wives mm. it looks like but i'm saying that it is from a bank and that just the same way you have withdrawing via visa via cash via mpesa via mm. cryptocurrency mm. it does not matter but it gets withdrawn mm. if it means it's at the end of life you've you've struggled and you've become such a nice guy all through your life but then on your deathbed mm in Kiswahili zinalipuka mm. and all of a sudden you find there's a 76 year old guy who is now divorcing his third wife and marrying another 22 year old because mm. now him is tired of all these women mm. who've killed him mm. all his life but he has a pain bank that's been depositing and now at 76 is when mm. now he's starting, starting to withdraw and people are saying he's changed I, I'm I'm here to propose something he's not changed he's just withdrawing from his bank Wow. Okay, let's move on. You 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 you've <laughs> met dad. It's a dramatic story. Then you go to college, right? Mm. Then I I bump into you that time. Yeah, then you become pastor. <laughs> <laughs> but but then you go to college. Mm. Uh <clears throat> you're very dynamic in college. Mm. You're you're a personality yeah, already. I turned out into something. I don't know how. Right? <laughs> and so you're so so you're a person who people look up to and want to be like. Mm. At the look at Amani Maranga mm. he's he's very well spoken he's funny he's witty he's all these things and so at school you're 
you remember that identity you were chasing mm. in your teenage? Mm. You've now deposited dad and his reality. Mm. Now you've said, actually, the real <laughs> identity I need to pick up is my own. It's mine. Yeah, it's true. I realized, I did realize I was by myself. Yeah. And I, re- I had a really good time in college. Yeah. I had a really good time in college, but what happened yeah. is college got cut short. Mm. Uh, because we didn't have enough money. Okay. <laughs> and so somewhere in my second year of school I had to leave school. Wow. And I now that you've said those things, yes. you've actually reminded me the disappointment I felt mm. when finally something was working out. Yes. <laughs> and then it's nipped. So you have the bank, remember? Yeah. Like it was I remember I remember feeling I am king. This is one place I belong. Yes. I can define myself. Yeah. And then cut short. Cut another short. another piece of disappointment. And of course a study was done about people on their deathbed, men and women. And when the men were asked what was the most important thing in their life, it was the legacy that left, including their career. Mm. But for women it was the relationships they had, had over the period. Mm. So what I'm trying to suggest to you is that when you're in college, you're creating your legacy. You're creating I started your, creating my yeah, legacy. You started yeah. doing that. And then if it's cut short, as a man, it's a fundamental part of who you are as an identity. And so therefore, it's already, it cripples you. It literally mm. renders you, I'll use, the, I'll use the word impotent. And I want you to to hold on to that word because it comes back later. And remember, you've deposited it. Mm. You're now impotent at 21. Mm. And I'm not talking about physically. Mm. I'm talking about yeah, existentially. Yeah, yeah. So hold on to that one. So what happens after college? I, th- I think some things switched on for me. Mm. And one of those things was like, I really realized I was alone. Yeah. That even these folks, these my folks, mm. who well-meaning couldn't sort me out. Mm. And my biological father, who I thought was had the financial ability to sort yeah. to sort this out, didn't come through. Wow. And so I realized I was on my own. Yeah. So I went out and looked for a job. <laughs> wow. And thankfully, I started working. Yes. And a year, a year later, I moved out of home because mm. I was on my own. Like yeah. I literally, I, I figured I might mm. as well just take control of my life, mm. and that's what I did. And I worked hard, man. I worked hard. I worked hard. And I, at twenty-one, when I moved out of home, I was, I moved to Roisambu wow. to a flat. Yeah. Uh, that two-bedroom flat that I shared with a friend uh-huh. I paid 4k each yeah. so it was 8 G's mm. at 30 mm. I was living in Lavington wow in a house I was paying a mortgage for that's amazing in terms of like just you know picking yourself up yeah and, like yeah. I worked I worked hard yes I took every opportunity that would come my way I created opportunity I 
I, I, there was no work too small. I believed in myself because I, I only had me. <laughs> yes. And I, I made something out yeah. of out of me. Obviously, until I got a girl pregnant, and then now I had to get married, and then you know. <laughs> Interesting. I start, I start picking up a new, yes, an, a new set of life. But what I think for me, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, of course. I think for me there was disappointment mm-hmm. when I left college. Yeah, but it also gave me impetus to just work mm. and to prove to everyone. That I can make it on my own. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's it's such. Uh, the reason I'm smiling, it's incongruent to the story. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm smiling because, first of all, it's such an uplifting part mm. of your life that tells you, you know, that human beings have such resilience and a capacity to do good for themselves and if everything is put in the right place and if we actually are cognizant of that fact mm. from when someone's young, they can become such an incredible person. Definitely you have a lot in you even as a, as a human being that has set you up to be successful no matter mm. what. Mm. But then think about it. In Raisa, you're living in this place, two bedroom, blah, blah, blah. Then you said something in passing mm. which I'm not sure it's all going to just pass. <laughs> oh, what was that? Until I got a girl pregnant, and then <laughs> oh. I had to get married, <laughs> which was, I know, of course, probably you're dating her and stuff like that. Actually, not. And yeah. this is this is actually an important part of that story because, yeah. um, hey, hey, okay. Like there's several ways to unpack yeah. this conversation, and I've had the time to in to 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 look back on it. Yeah. Um, but. The, let's let's move, let's jump to this part where um doing well fairly well yes well okay i'm doing okay but no, i can i can, really I can well, tell I mean. no i can tell that i'm i'm on the right path yes uh i was working in advertising at the time mm. and uh i was managing a nightclub at mm. the same time so mm. i had two jobs i was living wow. the american dream in, mm. in nairobi yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and i was I was now feeling like I, I'm getting my stuff together and, you know, there's there's momentum, there's yeah. progress. I'd had some relationships that hadn't worked out before. Mm-hmm. One of them that was a pretty painful breakup. Yeah. Um, but then I start fooling around. Mm. And at that time, I'm fooling around because now I have this freedom, I have this, you know, energy yeah. and things are going well. So mm-hmm. it's just part of my process. Yes. And in that process of fooling around, this girl that you know we were with gets pregnant yes and <clears throat> and she got pregnant at an interesting time because i remember i had just quit both jobs wow because i was trying to get into business mm. <clears throat> and I, I i was tired of uh, i was really just physically tired and mm. i just started my leave um you know the leave that you have after you've the, given the terminal your note, leave, yeah, yes. terminal leave and mm. then uh, one week into it and she tells me I'm pregnant and I have to make a decision and, and here I chose to do the right thing of course and so I mean I made a <clears throat> I must say I made a decision yes 
I own it because I I said to myself, <coughs> this is not a bad person. She ticks some boxes for me. Absolutely. Um, she even just the way she carried herself around the fact that she was pregnant mm. and how she 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 handled our relationship mm. at that time, whatever that relationship looked like. Yes. Um, I was very impressed by that, and mm. I said, "Okay, why not?" Yes. But I know now, looking back, yes. that that decision was also made because there was a child there that was going to grow up without a father, mm. and having grown up without a father, I was not going to give that child that chance. So, I'm telling you, you don't even need me for that part <laughs> because yeah. it's 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 the burden of nine years old not being consulted, mm. you're not going to put that on any other kid. Mm. So you withdrew. From the pain bank. The first mistake. And I made that decision. That's right. It clouded you. Yeah, it did. So, so you did. went you went to the bank and withdrew. Mm. And it clouded your decision. Mm. And look, I don't want listeners to imagine that if I'm, that I'm telling men who make women pregnant not to go ahead and settle mm. down with mm. them. I'm talking about context and I'm also talking about cycles and I'm talking about things that come later on mm. as withdrawals and I'm not saying that there's no way to make sure that it's done well mm. but you see if if someone knew that mm. that it was actually having an impact mm. it would probably be handled in a very different kind of a manner and I and I think you did well to even the, just the fact that you said you would not want that child to grow up without a father mm. to me that's a good thing because at least you've said You've said, I'm owning this decision. Mm. Um, I'm going to be responsible. Mm. And therefore, I'm going to make it work. And I'm going to try to make it work. That, to me, as a human being, is so important to try and make it work. Yeah. So, but I messed it up. It was bound to happen, Amani. <laughs> I brought I brought going to color. I mean, it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it because... <laughs> You're not ready. I wasn't. You're, you're not ready and you're not ready not because you're immature but because life had brought it. You had so much responsibility from 21 mm. that the only thing that your biology and psychology knew was responsibility. So this looked like just another responsibility. Mm. Mm. And the problem with it is that now then it's other people wow. and then they've, they've wow. brought their own. Then it's then also like she also has her own bank. Of course, mm. she's not here, so mm. we don't even know what mm. her pain bank looks like mm. or what her experience bank looks like. Mm. So you brought both your banks together. And then now when someone triggers something in your life, you know, like maybe your mom did something and she looks like she's done something like your mom was doing when you're in your teenage, <clears throat> then you withdraw from your teenagehood the anger you had and then instead of hitting her because you're a nice guy and you have a reputation you decide there's another girl here who's going to make me feel better and she sounds better and that's where I'm going to go actually you're so right because when when I started evaluating <clears throat> my process then and you've said it it's just that you didn't know what you were saying <laughs> yeah, honestly yeah one of the things that was an issue for me yeah. was affirmation. Mm. So I didn't feel like, I guess because I was fighting as an angry teenager, I was fighting, yeah. I was angry with my mom. Of course. Uh, so I didn't feel like I did anything right mm. in my mother's eyes. Mm. And even by the time I was leaving and trying to make something of myself, one of the people I was trying to prove to, I can 
get my shit together was my mama. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so now I marry this very good mother to my children, strong woman building yes. a corporate career. Absolutely. Who at the time, uh, and she says she used to affirm me, but I never used to hear it. Yes. Um, and so I don't, I don't, I, I, I see the lack of affirmation, just yes. like my mother. Yes. I'm working hard, Mazi. I'm working hard. Of course. And, and, and you see, as a man, and this is a trick for all the girls out there listening, it does not hurt to just tell the guy in your life that you appreciate that he's working hard. I, the preach, dif- I preach that gospel every day. The difference in your case, though, man, is that, can I even say it straight? Mm. Say it. It wasn't even her affirmation you wanted. Mm. It was your mom's. I agree. And and it and what happened is that she became mom in terms of like personification, mm. so that if she said it, you couldn't hear it. Mm. And not because she wasn't saying it. And remember, she's come from her own background, her mm. own whatever. So mm. she's thinking, ah, it should be obvious. I mean, if I've told you this, it's good. Mm. But it's like she's telling it to you, but she doesn't know she even has another debt. That that uh, she's 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 depositing into a hole. <laughs> That's it. She's depositing in the wrong slot. It's mm. like you know you, you go and and you, you know you're doing payroll for your mm. workers, mm. and then instead of paying Onyango or mm. Kamau, mm. you put Onyango's paycheck in Kamau's mm. and Kamau's in Onyango's, mm. but then they don't even know each other and mm. they're in different towns. Mm. Basically, you've done you've given them a check, mm. but it just doesn't happen to be theirs. So she gave you a check. But she was not even your employer. Mm. But the person who you wanted it from, this 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 goes straight. I mean, our parallel, I can draw is the same thing with domestic violence. When there's an abuser, mm. I don't know if you watched that surviving R. Kelly thing, by the way. But, I, haven't, but, I haven't yet, but I've I've seen the vitriol. And, yes, and, and, yes, and, there's and, a lot of yeah. that. But um, <clears throat> but one of the things I always talk about when I'm talking about violence and stuff is one of the questions people ask is why do people stay even mm. if there's all mm. this abuse going mm. on mm. but I the, even last night I even said it somewhere else in another forum I said the reason why someone stays sometime of course there are many other reasons but mm. one of the fundamental ones psychologically and psychically to me mm. is because this person who has battered you is the one who took it mm. is the one who said you're not beautiful is the one who said you're not good looking is the one who said you're not making enough is the one who said mm. you're not worth anything mm. so no matter how many other people outside there affirm you mm. of how you look or how you are how you're a strong or whatever mm. beautiful mm. you'll never listen to it the same parallel i'm drawing mm. that in the same way that this mm. abused person will not accept those affirmations from other people other than the abuser mm. the same thing for you the genesis of your pain bank mm. that check had been drawn by mom at nine years old mm. and she was the one who needed to be depositing into you at that age as a man who is now a father that if you paid a visit to mom and she said my son i am so proud of you mm. that you've made something of yourself now mm. and you're doing this that would have meant way more than even your wife at the time affirming you poor girl she tried I know, and and by the way, Amani, I as I said, I'm not gonna hold any prisoners, yeah, because I'm putting context, mm. and 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 I think why I like being with you and talking with you is because we understand it's not about 
you know, it's not about ascribing blame or like, mm. you know, removing, absolving people or whatever it is. But mm. it's just to understand ourselves better. Mm. And it frees you. It kind of frees you to know that, you know what, it was a pure and a clean oversight. I mean, there was no way you're going to know that you needed mom to be the one saying it. Uh, yeah, at the time. At, at the, the time, time at the, there was, there was yeah. no way of knowing. I, yeah. I came to realize it yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but then, I, I mean, definitely what happened is now if somebody else affirmed me. You oh, know, absolutely. And now hot chick would tell me, Amani, you work so hard. Yes. You're such a hard work. I like the way you've done something. Come. Yeah. And then <laughs> you are impotent at 21 and she makes you potent. Hey. Yeah. Okay. So so this any any of these women who would they are giving you the golden word called virility. You had been robbed of your manhood and they gave it back to you. Simple. Wow. Not that you were not being intimate with your wife. Of course you are and that's how you have children. Mm. But hers was more obligatory because she was family. Mm. And when a man marries a woman, he's marrying a Madonna who is supposed to be the mother of their children. So Mm. therefore they're not the object of making them virile or mm. give them potence mm. potency and that's why when you see people when they're 50 and 40 sleeping with a 19 year old girl it's virility it's not that they've never done that all their life it's this person re-energizes them their spirit everything inside them so whoever these girls were they were just an affirmation not only about how you are doing mm. but how you are doing Next on Living Truthfully. There's a lot of men like me mm. who I guess I hope that mm. by listening to this conversation mm. have drawn parallels for themselves. Yeah. Uh, and where they realize that the boy, the boy in them has some healing to do or some things to revisit. What do you tell a guy who's figuring that, who's starting to figure that out? Like, what what's a compass direction you can give that guy? <laughs>